Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. <laughs> Spooky Scouts. Hello. Hello. Kayla and I were just uh, shopping. Yeah, I get distracted <laughs> online shopping sometimes. Sorry. Oh, yes. We were just shopping. Um, Kayla sent me some quilted granny pants yeah. that she bought. And uh, <laughs> they're like, is if a quilt turned into pants? Yeah, they're gonna be great. I can't wait. Yeah. They I, I don't know. I don't know. I I like the quilt jackets. I don't know how I would wear quilt pants. I'm going to I'm going to make it work. I feel like the I've I've taken on clothing as a challenge. It's just yeah. a ch- like I'm going to make these outfits work. Like I have pants that just look like a brick wall. I like and I, those ones. And I get lots those, of compliments on them. Those are from the fashion brand company. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a shirt from them the other day that just has like weird magic things on it. And I'm like, it's fine. I just yeah. don't even care anymore. Jack says yeah. I look like a middle school art teacher. So <laughs> great <laughs> that's fine that's a good that's a good thing to channel mm-hmm. it's like, like miss frizzle but less yeah. intense that's why i have my chicken earrings with little chickens yeah. oh i have earrings from that store but they have cowboy boots i i could i didn't get them fast enough to get the <gasps> cowboy boots ones she's making more i know i couldn't get them fast enough but i really like these a lot and they're super cute and they're chimkins well, which good. i love maybe i'll get you the cowboy boot ones when they come out next they're so cute they're so cute oh my god the honey just in chat just said i just bought polaroid and tiva sandals i love the tiva sandals and i wear them that's all i wear i have ones with moons on them i have the one with the moons on them too i have them on right now and i won't show them because of uh terms of service (laughs) i love tevas and i will wear them all the time and they're the best and i love them and i don't care they're amazing. I love I love mine too. I wanted to get uh like mustard ones because I have the moon yeah. ones. But I want to get like the mustard strapped ones. But they're the yeah. they're the only thing as someone with arthritis, those are the best sandals that you can wear for your feet. Honestly. Weirdly enough, they don't I need I feel like this is an old person thing. They need a little bit more arch support. I'm just oh, gonna me, say. I'm flat footed. Oh, so see, they make my feet hurt. A little bit because they need, I need a little bit of of arch support because I'm old. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was about to say the other ones that are comfortable for me are Birkenstocks, but those are like as flat as a board, so yeah, they would yeah. not be good for you. Yeah, I I don't know. I I like them a lot, but anyway, it's seventy degrees here, so now we're talking about these things. Obviously, like speaking of Star Trek, that was the other thing. Oh my god, this is so stupid. <laughs> That's the other thing we are going to talk about. Is the, we were talking so we were having a conversation with our friend and about Star Trek Picard, and uh, we we've seen it and Kayla have, has not seen it. Spoilers if you want to watch it; it really doesn't matter. Um, it's not great, but it yeah, was hilarious. Don't. Yeah, maybe don't. And it was hilarious because they just straight up all of a sudden come to 2024, and one of the guys gets iced, like ice picks him up, <laughs> like. <laughs> 
just then, ice so like when you just two were actual ice it, yeah when you two were talking about it you were like i think it's weird that the villain is ice and i was like <laughs> i was like oh haha i guess you're just describing some sort of alien no. race that is racist as ice no. or something and uh no you no. literally meant just ice, ice. i meant actually <laughs> ice yeah 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 it's just ice uh, yes, as in immigrations. Yes, as in ICE. And they take the this, uh, captain. This guy's a captain. They take this captain, a Starfleet captain, to an ICE detention center. And then, like, are like, we're going to deport you to Mexico, I guess? And, like, they, like he doesn't mark? even say where he's from. And I'm like, I, I don't like ICE as much as the next person. I think ICE is bad. But, like, where are they taking him? <laughs> like... I just, I literally thought it was like a Where? metaphor no. or some sort of association. And then I Googled it and it was no. literally like the villain of Star Trek Picard is ice. Yes, that ice. And I was like, uh, what? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. No, this is, they went back in time. They went back in time to 2024 conveniently, conveniently to, to run into ice. So they were trying so they're trying to make another Bell Riots sort well, of part. Well, that's the thing is I, I was like, the Bell Riots is canon. Like, why don't yeah. you just, why do you have to come back to now and remind us that everything is bad? Like, I, and also like, I don't know. It just like, I don't want to be reminded that people get picked up by ice. This is awful. How about we go back to a different time? Like, let's go back to meeting Mark Twain again and more wacky antics. <laughs> like, well, that's, I think that's the problem with a lot of modern Trek, other than Prodigy, which I love with all my heart. Um, I think that they tend to lose the perspective that, yes, these are supposed to be human stories and commentary on social issues, but it's supposed to be through the lens of Star Trek, not literal. Like, they're yes. not supposed to literally be telling... You're supposed to experience these things from a completely different sci-fi perspective so that way yes. you can then review them and actually look at them from a different perspective and get some insight. Like, it's always mm -hmm. been like that, and it's always been very thought-provoking. And instead, they're like, let's go back in time to ice. I don't know. Like, wouldn't yes. that be great? And then we're, Kayla and I also just talked about how we're just, like, genuinely worried that, like, Picard is just going to die. He's so like, because he's so old, and then they're like, what if we give him a romance? What if he has a sexy lady that he likes? And I'm like, what if he doesn't sound like he's going to die, like, if, tomorrow? <laughs> why do they need, and that's another thing. If you're going to have Picard, which, again, I I don't think they need to keep reusing the same characters. They should no. create new characters um, and stop. I'm so sick or of the original them, series. Or have them do something fun, like have it be like Picard runs a winery and then Geordi comes to visit and they have to fix something and wacky old people antics ensue. And yeah, like they have to climb a short stepladder to dust yeah. the pan. Like, perilous for them if they fall. Yes. I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. He doesn't need romance. They could have done a sort of, like, Last of Us story with him. I thought that's what they were doing originally, because they had a younger girl, and then yes. I was confused, and Seven of Nine showed up or something, and I got scared, yeah. and I left. Yes, I want Golden Girls, but in Starfleet. That's yeah. what I want. That's with, what like, I want. the drama. Yes. <laughs> that would be good. Yes. Yeah, but, like, then they're just like, what if we add some holograms and some new Trek stuff? And I'm like, I hate this. I want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I gave up on and then, it a long time ago. Yeah, and then what if ice comes, too? What if ice is there? <laughs> and then, 
I also <laughs> heard that Discovery gets better, but I really honestly could not get past the Klingons. So I stopped that yeah. pretty early. Yeah. Dis- it was just really disappointing. Yeah. But we love Chad's show. But we love Prodigy. I love yeah. Pro- I honestly, like, uh, I would, I, I will admit I'm biased and I would love it no matter what because Chad, but genuinely it felt extremely Star Trek and it's yeah. so enjoyable to watch. It's really so, fun. So did Lower Decks, too. Lower Decks did as well. Jane, if you watch Prodigy, Where's... Janeway's on Prodigy. Watch yeah, Jane... Prodigy. Yeah. Janeway's their captain on the ship. She's a hologram, but, like, it's still Janeway. It's very good. So if yeah. you like Janeway, get on it. Okay. But, yeah, is, uh, anything else? I mean, that's mostly what we were talking about. We are talking about Star Trek. I I wish that... I wish the Picard was better, but I just don't think it's going to get better. So Uh, I'm interested in that trailer now, now that the other characters are showing up, because I would really like to see more Jonathan Frakes all the time eternally. That sounds great. I I really wish he would do another Beyond Belief season. Me too. God, I was watching. I told you, Jack and I were watching it the other day. We watched an episode and we did like guess fact or fiction for each (laughs) other. And I got... One episode, I got them all right, and that oh was my the God. highlight of my fucking life. That's amazing. I'll never ride that high ever again. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, like why can't there be more? Why can't there be more more fact or fiction? I don't know. We're not. We're just not given the things that we want. Truly. Yeah, that's the <sighs> reboot I'd like to see, and instead they're just like, let's reboot. I don't know. Freaking like. Uh, what's that show? Aren't they rebooting Fraggle Rock? Which actually I'm kind of like into. I Fraggle Rock's cute. Fraggle Rock's cute. That was a bad example. I'm actually into that. Um, yeah. I don't know. They just reboot dumb stuff. I'm tired of it. Batman for the 50th time, even though I heard the new one's good. But stop it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Sorry. The crows are having a fight. <laughs> we've, we've had enough Batman. We've yeah. Oh, my Batman. God. I, I saw this meme that was like showed the evolution of Batman getting and it showed like darker and grittier, darker and grittier from the first one until finally it's just a black square. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh like, yep. God. I miss yep. when he had nipples. Like, burn oh, back yeah. the nipple. Free the nipple. That's yeah. what I want. Right? Yeah, sorry. I did not mean to make it sound like I don't like Fraggle Rock. I just was like, what's being rebooted? Fraggle Rock? Yeah. Ha-ha. And I'm like, no, that's sick. Well, uh, I wa- didn't watch Fraggle Rock that much. but oh, I like, did. I liked it. Yeah, I watched I liked Fraggle it. Rock. I loved it. So I, yeah, I, and I, I am not 100% on that being rebooted. I don't know why that came to mind. Fraggle Rock. I loved the new Dark Crystal show, and it was amazing, and I'm really sad that they're not making more. So that's Me sad. too. That fucking slapped. I know, oh wait, really yeah, good. Fraggle Rock Back to the Rock came out in this year, maybe? Oh, Who So knows? I didn't make that up. I held that in my brain. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, hold on, I actually, I have current events wise. Oh, I have some current events I almost forgot about. I, that, we got to do current events. Hold on. I have, I don't have a current event, but I have a, oop, move that. Oh, I got thing. I got some shit. I have a thing that my friend sent me. Kayla's gonna like this, and I'll show mine first. It's not a current event. All the, like, 
usual current event stuff that I look at, like the ridiculous QAnon stuff. I mean, Alex Jones is going to has been ignoring his subpoena. So they're like charging it twenty five thousand dollars a day to not show up to court because he uh, lied about the Sandy Hook families. And he still won't admit to the fact that the Sandy Hook families like weren't a false flag. He still won't admit it. Yeah. So that's just some like not I guess it's karma schadenfreude. I don't know. Mm. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, QAnon updates. I. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. The QAnon updates. I've been I've been listening to all the things. There really hasn't been that much as far as QAnon updates. There like again, there's the Alex Jones stuff. Um, Sarah Palin's trying to come back. What? Um, yeah, she's I trying to she come back. she was dead. No. <laughs> the, she's trying to come back on that, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene thing, like, a train, like, to just be an embarrassment to society and come back and jump into that whole, like, same sort of QAnon world. Russia has been pretty much taking the 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 helm on false, fl- uh, or false information because they've been saying that Ukraine is full of Nazis, which is why they're invading. That's literally what they say. It's on their news. And then they showed uh, Tucker Carlson agreeing with Russia. And I'm convinced that Tucker Carlson is getting paid under the table by Russia. Convinced. Because the stuff he says is so off the rails. What? If you watch him, his show, he's just like, maybe they are Nazis. Like, says, like, not that exactly. But he says things like that. And I'm like, you are getting paid under the table. You're getting paid under the table. Yeah. Wow. Um, yes, and Disney finally came out against the Don't Say Gay bill, and now, yeah, they're accusing Disney of being pro-grooming. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so it's it's not great. It's not great. Well, um, wonderful. Everything's bad. Why wasn't that on Picard? Why wasn't Q and on on Picard? And Q could have been like, no. <laughs> or is this a cult I, for me? To be honest, I feel like it would have been way more interesting if they'd focused on the wacky bad stuff going on instead of the genuine bad stuff going like, what on. What if they went back in time and revealed that Q is responsible for QAnon just because that'd, be awesome. be awesome. that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome and plot. funny and funny and so it's it's a whole mess. It's a whole thing, and all the stuff happening in Ukraine is so incredibly sad and. It's just hard to... It, all of that is kind of overlapping right now, so I feel like it's a bit harder to do lighthearted Q-related content because I'm just looking for weird rallies where they're all just sad. Like, yeah. there, I did find a funny TikTok account that goes to rallies and it talks to people, and the Trump rallies are some of the, like, saddest things I've seen. I'm sure. It's, they're, like, near... There's no one there. Like, they're... Thankfully, like, you think it's a big thing and it's really not... So it's a uh, that's a bit heartening because he goes to these things and there's like literally no one there. And it's just it looks like a sad, empty Trump Ren fair in a field. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So that's a little bit that's a little bit heartening. But yeah. So anyway, that's that's that update. I have one more. It's not really a current event, but uh, my friend sent me this and I wanted to show you it is a real crop circle from the 1600s from a new a newspaper oh, no yeah we've talked about this it's been yeah. a long time though yeah it's I've, I've forgotten about it and i just wanted to show you all because i thought it was so interesting so yeah this is just a little article from the 1600s where they thought that the devil such so as related devils <laughs> uh that the mowing devil made a crop circle 
And you can see, being a true relation of a farmer who bargaining with a poor mower about the cutting down three half acres of oats, upon the mowers asking too much, the farmer swore that the devil should mow it rather than he. And so it fell out, and that very night the crop of oats threw, or yeah, threw, threw as if it all been all of a flame, but next morning appeared so neatly mowed by the devil or some infernal spirit that no mortal man was able to do the like. Also, how the said oats lie now in the field and the owner has not power to fetch them away. Oh. <laughs> the mowing, there's the, there's the, the devil. devil of Hertfordshire. There's the devil doing some mowing. It's very kind of him. Yeah, this was from the Crop Circle episode, but... Um, I don't know, also involved devils, and I had forgotten about it and thought it was fun. It's fun! It's fun to revisit, because some people might not have heard about it, and I love it. Yeah. So if you're new, here's the devil mowing a crop circle. Definitely aliens. Definitely aliens. So what's your current event? So I actually started skimming this email the other day, and I just was like, hold, please. Throw it back in my (laughs) inbox so we can talk about it. It came from MUFON. Okay. So uh, it's an email in my inbox that says alien emoji. Attention. Major MUFON news. Major (laughs) MUFON news. MUFON goes to Washington. All right. Okay. This is an amazing time to be involved in ufology, even if you're only cheering from the sidelines. I wanted to let you know what's been happening this month. Thanks, uh, Susan. Susan's a real one. Susan says, Rob, my husband, went to the Cincinnati area to attend a MUFON business board meeting held the weekend of March 5th and 6th. After we came back, we were chatting on how it went. Rob said it was really nice hanging with Dave McDonald, executive director of MUFON, in the VIP lounge in Cincinnati before the flight came back to Washington. (laughs) I was a bit confused because I was wondering why Dave was in the airport at all. Rob explained that they were on the same flight back to Washington, D.C. because Dave had to meet with the members of Congress the next day. (gasps) Wow. He met with various members for a couple days, and it was so successful that they had wanted him to come right back for a couple more days. And so Dave came to D.C. again last week. Some folks have begun to read the online MUFON journal already, so it's time to spill the beans. (laughs) This article is in the latest MUFON journal and includes Dave's remarks following his first visit. The article has been lightly edited for space considerations. Um, So he says... The alien emoji. I <laughs> know the alien emoji. Alien emoji. Alert. So this is from David McDonald. Okay. On, on the heels of Senator Gillibrand proposing an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act to create an anomaly surveillance tracking and resolution office with authority pers- to pursue any resource capability asset or process of the department and the intelligence community to get to the bottom of sightings of UAPs. We requested meetings to discuss this unique issue in more detail and speak about how MUFON may be able to work with agencies to help me meet the goals of this amendment the dates times attendees and brief biographies of the sponsors of of our meetings follow so on march 8th at 11 a.m he met with the military legislative assistant of representative reuben gallego and the staff director of the house armed services subcommittee on intelligence and special operations so and then he gave a bio of people so they sound impressive and then he had a 3 p.m meeting with representative greg greg pence his chief of staff and a legislative staffer Mm-hmm. And then he had a 4 p.m. meeting with Longworth House office building with Representative <clears throat> Darren LaHood and selected staffers. And then on March 9th, uh, Russell Senate office building with the legislative aide, the deputy legislative assistant, military, and a staff member of Senator Lindsey Graham. 
and then another meeting with a professional staff member, member Senate Select Committee on Intelligence of Senator Marco Rubio. Aren't these the people that suck? Yeah, I'm very confused. <laughs> Aren't these like all Republicans? Why do those people that suck care about this? Yeah, like, this is this is getting interesting. They are literally all Republican senators. Uh, well, don't they? They got nothing better to do. Like, yeah. what's happening here? They're just like, sure, we'll meet it with the alien guy. We like freedom, I guess. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, it, it was. And then the next one was March 10th with Representative Mike Turner. And his chief of staff. Okay. And then the summary was, this trip was more than we could have asked for. We were well received and delivered our message. We started a fire. All the offices we visited have requested that we return for further talks. They want to try to bring us in. Before we left for the last scheduled meeting, the telephones were going crazy. More senators and representatives requesting that we come to talk to them as well. And I'm very intrigued that it was literally all these Republican people. The thing that I find really weird as well is that, like, Tucker Carlson has talked about UFO stuff and openly and showed, like, decent footage and stuff like that. And I, and he's like the but yet, like, other channels on the more liberal spectrum won't show this stuff. So that's it's I don't know. I find it really strange. And I think that like extremes, obviously, like, I think it's extremes on both sides of the spectrum tend to be bad i think extreme anything is very bad Uh, to be honest i hate it yes so like like so like but i wonder like i like why is it on the liberal side that they're like no we can't talk about aliens but Tucker Carlson is like, sure, whatever. Thanks, Putin. I'll yeah, talk about I think aliens. it's weird that he had literally several days of meetings got called back, and they're all rep- uh, Republican representatives, which I think is very interesting. Um, I do tend to wonder if this isn't some sort of, like with voting coming up, if maybe they see it as a strategy to talk about, like this be more open about yeah. it and bring it up and maybe that yeah. is a voter strategy perhaps right i think like what flumpton said that there's an anti-conspiracy bias on the left which is understandable i feel that because it's is too much there's too much of that on the right so it would make sense that on the left it's like no no and lil chungus i agree about politics that you know everyone has an agenda on each side of the spectrum the only politics i um, subscribe to is George yeah, the cat. George is the only politics we care for here on Spooky Scouts. If you don't support George, think out. <laughs> out. <laughs> um, oh my god! And Bees of War said, you know, Republican starts with rep, just like mm. reptilian. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna guarantee it's just yeah, it's just having to do with coming up with perspectives for voting because that's coming up and that's also why they're like opening the country back up with travel and mask mandates and stuff because they're like right. please vote and i'm like cool <laughs> great yeah i think there's there's something though it's, it's always i feel like it's always been republican senators before but before i mean uh, after bill clinton because bill clinton was super into finding out about ufos if you remember bill clinton was like i'm gonna ask like he was he was on top of it and so and it, do you remember when they did that interview with obama and he was like i asked i asked and yeah, i can't I tell you or that. something yeah like <laughs> so like i feel like 
on the left, things are held like like we're not going to investigate it because we just like to keep you on the edge. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? That's know. just my only theory, because it was a single party meeting that it's maybe some sort of strategy. Right. Um, but either right. way. I mean, and I will. Yeah. And I will say that after Trump, I literally do not think our government is capable of anything. So, like, I used to think it was the government covering up everything. Now I think the government has nothing to do with UFOs. There is some some other other entity. Like, it's like men in black. It's like men in black. There's something else because there's no way that whatever allowed that, like, dummy dum-dum pants into office with his, like, awful rhetoric, like, is okay. It, like, has aliens. There's no way. So it's like men in black, in my opinion. So anyway, that's interesting. I mean, I'm glad they're, I don't care who it is. Like they suck, but I'm glad they're having it's, conversations. I, yeah, I don't care who it's with. Like that they were like, yes, whatever. three days of meetings. Now come back for more. Like, wow. Yeah, like whatever. At least they're talking about this and then not like, like, like getting handed money from Putin. So stay busy. Stay Sounds busy, great. guys. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Sounds great. Talk to MUFON. That's great. Yeah, that's the other thing, Flumpton. There's no way that if Trump knew there was aliens, he wouldn't have, like, senile, like, dropped that bomb. Or, yeah, just been like, oh, my God, you guys, there's straight (laughs) up aliens. There's one in my room right now. Maybe it'll bring me a Coke. Like, who knows, you know? So, I, yeah, I lost, (laughs) I lost all faith in the, in, like, the whole government hiding that. Like, sorry, Independence Day. There's no way. It's definitely men in black. But anyway, so this episode, now that we've talked about all this nonsense, is about a little bit of I went into some some weird places of for modern exorcisms. Like we've talked about demons and exorcisms before, but I had this like I watched an episode of that one show that I was watching um, the oh, in my yeah. own world or whatever on this guy who was a modern exorcist. And I was like, OK, so this guy's a modern exorcist and he didn't charge money for his services and yet and then drove for Postmates. Oh, my God. <laughs> and like. <laughs> lived with his mom or something or like like his mom gave him money and they interviewed his mom and his mom was like maybe you could charge for this and he was like i can't charge for this but like he seemed cool he just seemed like a normal guy but that whole situation was like obviously very (laughs) dysfunctional (laughs) yeah but like he had a bunch of stories about weird poltergeist encounters and like weird things encounters that he encountered when he was doing these sort of exorcisms, I was like, oh, there's a crossover between this poltergeist activity and these exorcisms and modern day. And so that's okay. kind of what I looked at. So. I'm interested to hear. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go I can, first because my stuff's dumb. Can... So go for it. <laughs> I mean, this is dumb. It's all kind of dumb. And I think last time you said that we talked about how it's kind of like a mental health thing, which like they all do kind of talk about. This one video I watched, which... um. I will link in the show notes. I'm not going to play it because it's um, I can't play the ones that are like vice and stuff. I can play ones that are like local news because no one's going right. to care. But like those ones, they'll like they'll like uh, flag us for copyright. It was I think it was a vice thing where this one it's a Catholic priest. And he talked about how they get thousands of calls and one out of every 5000 he wow. believes is real. And I was like. That's kind of like the like UFOs, though, like we're like one out of every thousands or whatever are real. So I was like, you know, I don't know. Like, 
I don't think it's demons, but I think that whatever is happening to these people has a physical manifestation. Like, for sure. Because he even said, like, sometimes things will, like, poltergeist things will happen. Like, they will look like they're levitating or they smell bad or, like, they, like, they smell like weird smells and all this. Like, other things that aren't related to them just screaming. So, I thought that was interesting. And uh, the first, the first, like, rule book for exorcisms was written in 1614 but the best part about it is it was revised in 1999 well, <laughs> is this when did the exorcist movie come out so, like i don't know it was, rev- yeah, it was way so in the 80s been, that, like, that was the 80s what? but yeah it was it was revised in 1999 so yeah and i actually found i found the i found it the rite of exorcism. So if you want to read it, it's really long and it lists like all the saints, which boy, there's a lot and you can just, and they have one in English. So you can read about, uh, it's on like a Catholic website if you want to read it. So I'm not going to read it because it is very long. And then I also have an article, which I will also link in the show notes about the 1999 <laughs> revision of the rite of exorcism. So literally, it was written in 1614, and in 1999, they're like, we gotta fix this. It's not doing against the demons. It's not doing enough for the demons anymore. So did they anymore. say what was revised? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. It's also very long. But there, here's, but there's, there's a handy-dandy chart that tells you what it has changed. So the 1614 ritual versus the 1999 ritual... 1614 has 151 words in Latin. The 1999 ritual has 193 words. 1614 has six signs of the cross, but the 1999 ritual has four signs of the cross. Hmm. And then the, you had less crosses. uh, And then the 1600s one has 13 at negative appellations for the devil. Uh, the 1999 one wanted to get rid of 13, so now it has nine negative appellations for the devil, seven commandments versus nine commandments, and yet they both use four Old and New Testament references. Interesting. Yep. And they they, they updated all of the um, signage. So from, that was the first exorcism. In the second exorcism, they updated the signage and all the things to be like the correct modern Catholicism because the old one had a mention of the Virgin Mary and the new one has no mention of the Virgin Mary and all like all this other stuff. So if you feel like reading about what they changed in 1999 on the rite of exorcism, there you go. It's really it weird. very strange. It's a weird thing to pick up so much later because I was thinking of the movie because that would have like stirred up interest but that was like people in the chat said that was actually in the 70s yeah i thought that was the 80s oh 70s yeah i thought i think it was late 70s but yeah it was you are correct so there's a bunch of stuff about that which is very bizarre there's also like an exorcist like convention they go to at the at the vatican where they all like refresh their exorcism how do they practice like like a conference (laughs) i don't know (laughs) the guy in the one video talks about it and, but this guy, I'm going to show you all like a five minute video of an exorcist in Oregon who is not related to the Catholic Church and in fact got in trouble for what he was doing in church and then opened his own church. So some of them, some of the, some of the um, exorcists aren't cool wow, with it. Wow, interesting. Or some of the, some of the religions and like Catholicism, sects of Catholicism and Protestantism, like some of them are like, no, we do not do exorcisms. Only some of them do. So mm, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, so we're going to watch this video 
It's video time. I'm gonna. I'm rolling. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and pretend you're in a in a classroom. You smell that fresh, shaved pencil smell. A little bit of glue, and I roll in. <laughs> I roll in a CRT yes. on a large cart. And we turn the lights. Uh, off. I plug it in, and I t- we turn the lights off. I pull out a VCR tape, and I say, "It's movie time." <laughs> No, we're not cool enough to have reel to reel. We just have a VCR, but that's okay. But like the TV has the strap on it, so it's strapped to the cart. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yeah. But you, but yeah, I would like you to smell all those visceral smells while you uh, watch this short, short film. So here we go. Kayla hasn't seen this either, so she'll also watch it with you. Oh, I'm gonna mute myself so I can listen. For most people, tales of exorcisms are nothing more than scary stories that keep Local you up at night. Local news. <laughs> but for some, exorcisms are a desperate cry for help to purge something having a very real effect on their lives. Our Emily Burris talked with an Oregon man who's performed. This guy's church is scary. And AF. she set in on one herself. You've seen blood-chilling exorcisms portrayed in movies and hair-raising TV battles of good and evil. Even without the movie magic, a real-life exorcism can feel just as intense. Command the impure and Im- evil and impure spirits and demons to depart. For Archbishop James Cloud, it's been his battle for nearly his whole life. It was pretty much thrust on me. Cloud grew up learning deliverance prayers from his father. This yeehaw he church. with the Anglican church, but was kicked out for performing exorcisms. Does this mean now have a cowboy hat? Now a in the Advent Catholic Church. Oh my yes. God. An group that doesn't answer to the Vatican. Cloud makes house calls, toolbox, and, and cigar in hand. This time, we're in Golden, Oregon, an old mining town. So spooky. So spooky. Cloud says he holds training classes here. Throughout the scriptures, we see examples of angels interacting on earth, devils and Satan himself interacting on earth. But the Archbishop merges scripture with modern day medicine. As an accredited mental health counselor, Cloud specializes in substance abuse treatment and recovery. It's a skill set he says helps in recognizing demonic possession. I have to so differentiate, yeah, the is this part. substance use? Yeah. Is it mental health? Or is this a legitimate but he's certified. issue that's going on? So I, if I can rule out the first two, then what I'm left with is something that is potentially legitimate. What would you say to the people who say, you know, this stuff isn't real? And if I hadn't seen half the stuff I've seen in life, I wouldn't believe it either until it actually happens. Cloud says much like mental health disorders, those who truly believe they're suffering from possession also face stigma. A lot of people just don't believe you. I didn't think any of this stuff existed prior. Brent Goodrich reached out to the Archbishop for help after what he says have been two years of torment I, about several I demons that have attached to him. Like now you said, just there some of this stuff's like manifested in physical ways. Sure. He wanted to share his story and his very real anguish. What I see is the truth. I hope that people will find the same truth in that. Um, I wish I found it another way, uh, because that is who you turn to. Um, Spookiest, like, cross full of nails on the wall. In a ghost town church, he prays Archbishop Cloud's commands will be able to help. 
Lord God, I just I like ask that tiny room you church. protect us with your Holy Spirit. A prayer mm-hmm. of protection, and we begin. We ask the saints, the martyrs, the apostles to intercede for us right now as we go into battle. In the name of the Father, and of the Son. Loose his ear in the name of Jesus Christ. Hands off. They're jumping from one side to the other, and they're trying to hiss to get back in. In the name of Jesus, you will leave him in peace. You have no power or dominion over this man. That was speaking in tongues, by the way. That wasn't another language. Some ruckus. After about half an hour, which is not in the official thing. Eyes begin to open yeah. a little wider. Some His voice people do that. I heard a crack, kind of, and it was almost like a, a vibration, um, like a shaking over here when they cracked and then slid off. Running from him is what they were doing. From fighting, yelling, not wanting to obey. Cloud says the demons are distant, but not gone. He says people who manage to shake an attachment must move forward on a holy path. Standing your ground, standing firm, really honing your, your spiritual life something not easy in today's culture. He says drugs, Ouija boards, and a whole host of dark materials on the internet can open you up to dark spirits. As the years go by, the, the cases get, are getting darker. And he says in many cases, he's faced harder battles than Brent's demons. I want you to pray. But he'll continue to fight. Exorcists get scared, definitely. Um, but it just makes me mad. And then when I get mad, then I really buckle down and I really work to get it out. Against skepticism, the unexplained, and perhaps true evil. Another day at the office. <laughs> I like this guy. He's like, when I get pissed, I take care of business. Oh, once again, Cloud is an archbishop in the Advent Catholic Church, an independent group that is not associated with the Roman Catholic Church and does not answer to the Vatican. If you'd like to see more of his work and videos from his investigations, you can head to coin.com. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, so that's it. That was it. That was our uh, little jaunt into the modern day of exorcism. Which, like, I thought that guy was just yeah. really interesting. Like, he genuinely seemed like he wanted that's to help really people. really fascinating. And you know what stood out to me was um, the other... Oh my god, sorry, Ca- Ca- Casper Grelly said, is this uh, a actually, wrestling character? Like, he totally will look like a wrestling in my, character. In my upcoming comic, our uh, referees are actually, like, priests, so, you know, you can check yes, that out. Yes, yeah! He looked like- you should yeah, use that for guy for inspiration. Referee, we, got, we probably have more than one. Yeah! So, yeah. what stood out to me was that other guy talked about hearing voices constantly, like, he, wasn't he saying, like, near, like, like it was near his ear, like hearing voices. That reminds yeah. me of people talking about alien implants that they have that play yeah. music and torment them and stuff. Because that came up quite a lot when mm-hmm. we read that uh, Lear book about implants was the ones that would pick up radio signals or make noises. So interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I don't know. I That guy was such a character. And what's interesting is all of these... The other one I watched, the guy wasn't as much as a, of a character and was much more, like, soft-spoken. And I don't know. It's just... I I think it's interesting. And if, if you notice at the end, they said that he's not part of the Catholic Church because there's strict rules 
for Catholic exorcism that still exists that the Vatican does not denounce that they still say are 100% real mm. today. <laughs> like They're yeah. like, yep, well, it's real. I, I think he is a, a far more interesting character because he's literally a cowboy. Like, yeehaw exorcist. Yeah, it's interesting. And that church was so creepy. scary. Like, I'm sorry. It looks haunted. Like, it super haunted. It reminds me of the church in uh, that new paranormal activity movie. Because they have, like, a weird church off in the woods. And it just looks like that. And then there's a demon in the hole of it, underneath it. So it's probably, probably like that. Oh, really? Spoilers. Amazing. Amazing. Well, anyway, that was, uh, that was my research. I do have one more thing. But um, I'll probably just put it in the show notes, which is... Because it's it's mostly just reading, and that's fine. You guys, if you want to read it, it's uh, from the Penguin Ooh. Book of Exorcisms. Uh, and it's just a little description of exorcism. More or less, they said that that exorcism was a, a political tool. Really? To show, yeah, it says, I'll just read this paragraph. Historical analysis suggests that a good index of how prevalent exorcism is in a given culture is not the culture's, culture's level of scientific understanding, but its level of religious, social, and political upheaval. At least in the Western tradition, the most famous cases of exorcism are always political. When people tell a story about successful exorcism, it is usually to establish the authority of a religious figure or institution, or else to associate a rival religion or controversial social practice with the demonic. In some, the ritual of exorcism seeks to establish in dramatic fashion who is good and who or what is evil. In this sense, it is not our understanding of the world that influences exorcism, but rather exorcism that shapes the way we see the world. This is about the book, but it also talks about that while the collection emphasizes the Western tradition, documents and case studies have also been included from India, China, Japan, Tibet, Sudan, Haiti, and the Yakima Nation. These examples lead perspective to the reader's understanding of exorcism as a cross-cultural phenomenon and may pique further interest That's in these interesting. traditions. That's interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Right? I know. I'm thinking, I kind of yeah, want this book. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'll put the book in the show notes um, and I'll link it here at uh, bookshop.org. But I thought that was interesting. So if you want to read more about cross-cultural exorcisms that aren't just from the Catholic Church, because it seems like the Catholic Church is the most common one, then yeah. Anyway, that's that's my uh thank you for introducing us to the yeehaw exorcist that's my favorite thing in the entire world (laughs) i thought i this local news video was so good i was like yes this is perfect it's It's from 2019 it's like like, i know and that church looks so weird i was like this guy could have a whole comic like written about him seriously like this guy i was like this guy this guy should have a comic for sure i want to meet him i want him to train me i know exorcisms That'd be fun. Right? I thought that was that awesome. Was really cool. So. And he only wears purple. Yeah, that's also weird. weird. I'm not a big purple <laughs> fan. Uh, but, you know. But that's fine. But, but I, I, I understand yeah, the vibe. vibe. His, brand. He's, his brand is <laughs> yeah. quite strong. Yeah. I will give him that. Yeah. I understand that. For sure. Well, my, my research was, I, I kind of delved a little bit more into the modern demon summoning side of things, which we have touched upon very slightly. I know that our big plan when we next get together is to summon Stolas. We will do that. Yes. Yeah, of course. So with a pizza pizza, or something, taco, taco, it's going to be great. So I ended up kind of down a a few different 
rabbit holes, but I found a couple, like one interesting article and a couple interesting forums. So the first article I found, because when when looking up summoning demons, I try to primarily look up the Goetic demons from the Lesser Key of Solomon, because that's yeah. like what you're going to be looking for. I don't really know what other demons like you can specifically summon, but the, the movie Hereditary comes up, because if you have not seen that movie, the whole plot of the movie is that they summon Paimon, who is a one of the princes of hell in the Ars Go is it yes. Gosha? Ars Go Yeah. It's Gosha, yeah. In the Ars Gosha. He's one of the princes of hell. So that's actually a real demon. So in the article I found from the cut, they some some people from the cut interviewed some witches. I don't know what their credentials are. I didn't I didn't <laughs> read that far into it. Um so these witches I don't actually think they gave their credentials. There's just, they interviewed Sarah Lyons, who is a writer, activist, and witch. So, great. So they asked her, who is Paimon? And she explains, yes, he's he's a prince of hell in, in the Lesser Key of Solomon. They ask what the Lesser Key of Solomon is, which we've talked about it a few times. It's just, God, this is infuriating. I, I mean, I feel like you could give a better descriptor on what the Lesser Key of Solomon is, but this lady likes to describe it as a Pokédex of demons. <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> which I hate. I mean, but it is a descriptor of it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like yeah. I mean, sure. That's what it is. Yeah. Sure. 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 Oh my gosh. Sure. So they they eventually drill down into how do you summon Paimon, which they pull the information on that from the Key of Solomon and. I'm just going to read it because I, I think it's fun. Um, yeah, yeah. So they say, one of the things that you're supposed to do specifically with the Key of Solomon is you you have a magical circle drawn around you and you have a triangle set up just outside of that and you're wearing the sigil of the demon you're trying to summon and you'll put that sigil into the triangle as well and the demon is supposed to appear within that triangle, says Lyons. If you do it really, really right, I have not gotten to this level of badass supposedly you're supposed to see a physical form appear in front of you. You should physically see a demon at some point. I cannot comment on that, but that's allegedly what happens, which she says is more or less in the movie. I don't remember fully what happens with that part. Uh, Which, yeah, that's my understanding of when you're, when you're summoning goetic or demons that more often than not, you get a smell or a sensation and it's more ephemeral. Hmm. It's not a physical form. That's my understanding from what I've read. Yeah. And they do ask this this accredited witch, do will you will this demon possess you if you summon him? And she said, she said, demonic possession is a very old idea. Yeah. Like, uh, excuse me, Sarah. It's not an old idea. If you ask our buddy, the yeehaw priest over here, but you know. Yeah, he's he's up on. Yeah. I mean, he's it's ready to go. Old, so, uh, it's not exactly what you're working with when you're working with grimoiric spirits. You're more trying to tempt these demons into doing something for you, like offering them a bribe or offering them something to get them to do something. So the risk of possession is there, but I don't think it's what in that cosmology these particular demons want to do. But you need to protect yourself and blah blah blah. 
I mean, well, what did she ask? Like, what can you ask these demons to do? Like, obviously, they can't take out well, your trash. Well, maybe you could be like Bigfoot and keep you know, like, and they like, find <laughs> you real estate. Like, maybe? What? <laughs> oh my god! Please, could you find I me need some a real estate? Dryer. I need to be like 10 miles from the hospital. All right? Please hook it oh up. Oh my god. Yes, thank you, thank Bigfoot. You, thank That's you. That's what I wanted. That's my thought. Oh. Um, I did appreciate the last note they left the article on, which was, so should I be afraid of Paimon? And Sarah says, uh, or Hendrix, was that the same person? I don't know. There might be multiple witches involved in this. There's no such oh. thing as good or evil magic. It's really about what you are doing with it. And I was like, that's interesting. It's an interesting statement. Yeah, that is interesting. Intent, Intent is what matters with anything. Yeah. It it's an interesting take on it. it. I think they're being very sincere, and yeah. I think there's some interesting information. But I did then find a forum, and I just wanted to state this response because I thought it was hilarious, and I feel like you'd appreciate it. So someone in this forum in 2020, Jas1098 on NeoSeeker.com said, "Hey guys, hey guys, mm-hmm. I'm so much hey interested guys. in demons okay. and demonic powers. So around two months ago, I studied about summoning King Paimon." I had already read about him mm-hmm. on the forums and books, and I am, s- yeah. Is this a forum and post? I am so much into it oh my God. that I even tried to summon him once, but unfortunately or fortunately, I wasn't able to summon him. I even tried to chant his mantra whenever I got time and think of his sigil in my mind. Last night before sleeping, I did it again, but I had a dream that I was meeting with King Paimon, and he was trying to hold my hand, and he wanted to take me with him. I am so so scared to death. Was it a yeah, little, little soft wingy? uh will it be okay or is it a sign and my favorite response like some people are like uh that seems scary maybe you shouldn't blah 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 my favorite response from i joe 666 says it's definitely a sign don't touch a 17th century demon without gloves you could both get really sick (laughs) (laughs) what I was like, thank you. Was, like, don't cross-contaminate with the 16th century demon. What? So that was okay. Most people did not take it seriously. I don't know that that was a serious response. I just appreciated it. That's amazing. Uh, but they did eventually... I think I ended up on a forum where they were like, how do I summon Stolas? And I was like, yes, please tell me, because we're going to do that. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. You said Paimon. Oh, I was thinking of Stolas with soft yes, and wing- wingy was- hands. Oh, I found soft. the Stolas one. Because Stolas is our our demon of choice. Yeah. He uh I'll put I'll put him I'll put him yeah, up. Stolas is uh, the best. Holly will throw a picture up, but for those who can't see it, he's a little owl boy. And he's got very long mm-hmm. legs and he's got a little crown. So Stolas mm-hmm. is uh very preferred. Yes. I found he's very cute. a forum uh forum.becomealivinggod.com says uh <laughs> Wow. Wow. Become a living god.com. Uh hey, new here, looking for some help with Stolas. Hi, I'm Valina, and I've been a longtime lurker of this forum. I've been a longtime reader of many of the grimoires slash texts mentioned on here, and I was hoping someone could help me out with clarifying things about the Goetic demons, specifically Stolas. I'm very interested in starting a relationship with Stolas, but I've had difficulty finding specific step-by-step instructions on how to invoke him. So far, the instructions I've found online have contradicted one another. I've also seen that the seal of the demon you are invoking is supposed to be cast in whatever metal corresponds with that demon. Is that accurate? 
I would really appreciate if anyone could help me better understand how it all works. I tried searching the form, but I wasn't able to find a thread specifically for Stolas to give an in-depth understanding of what I need to do. I find it very fascinating that these forums exist where people are like, uh, can you please... I can't find the right forum for summoning this specific demon in this year of our Lord 2019. Right. <laughs> it is, it is a trip. Oh my God. Um, but someone did. Oh, apparently there's a character in a cartoon that they what? named Stolas. What? Where? That in a demon oh. cartoon. Whatever. Uh, so like, I was like Stolas and then it just came oh, up with this cartoon. Like, Never mind, not that <laughs> one. <laughs> I was like, one. oh, okay. Because I see Stolas has gotten That's some good. representation. Good deserves it. So eventually yeah. someone did, there were some sincere responses to this person. And someone eventually linked a summoning guide for demons. And it's the simple English demonic evocation guide. And I do think what they, they threw in a little bit of clarification because they talk about invocation and evocation so invocation is summoning something within you like invoking it within you and evocation is calling something forth so you want to evoke not invoke because invoke would be like inside interior within you taking on like energy or traits so key key point i would assume that invoking might welcome possession but evoking would not from my understanding. So hmm. I yeah, want to sense. talk to you. This is a very long, thorough guide, but I think it's very important okay. for our goal of summoning Stolas that we totally understand from form.becomealivinggod.com how to evoke. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm still trying to find a picture I can post of Stolas that's not from oh, we're trying this to cartoon. we're trying to evoke him <laughs> on the internet. I know we're trying to evoke him on the internet, which is just not happening. But I did find a cute little like fat Ooh, bird. That's version. also good. All right, so <laughs> oh my god, this guide is intended to be both simple and easy to translate. Read it through at least twice to understand all the stages. If you are using a book, follow the instructions in the book about any prayers or magic words of power. This guide is very basic, and you can add things to it from the book or the method you are using. If you are not sure whether magic is safe or whether you should take the risk, do not perform an evocation. Or you Ah. might just become more worried and unhappy. Uh Uh-oh. You will need the sigil of the spirit you wish to call. Google the spirit's name plus sigil to find... Okay, so, step one. Google Stolas plus sigil to find Stolas' sigil. Then you will need the E-N-N, the N of this, that spirit. And N is a short sentence in demonic language that calls this demon to locate. There is a list of, of N's. They, they, they have it. Um, so let me see if they have Stolas's. I'm going to read it aloud. And Stolas Ramek Vyasa Onka. That is, that is his. Oh. Uh, just FYI. A, you will need a black or red pen. A piece of a piece of clean paper okay Okay. a notebook to take notes and a another pen i guess to take these notes with because they say a pen again then you will require time to be alone after sunset do not evoke a demon if there is a child an elderly person oh no there's a child no elderly person no sick person in the next room just to be safe 
None of those. You may also you may also want okay. to light a candle. Just FYI, you may want to. Okay. Uh, important notes. When you evoke a spirit, you have to give them some energy so they can enter this world. This means you have to imagine a shape for them to take. This is like making a house for someone to live in. This is called visualization. And you have to visualize things to make magic work. How to call a spirit. You need to draw the spirit sigil out on a small piece of paper in black or red ink. Write their in in the notebook that you are using to record what happens. Wash or take a bath and put some clean clothes on or just wear the best clothes that you have. Get your notebook ready with a pen and light any candles. Turn the lights down so that you're not distracted by bright light. So we're all prepared. We're all ready. I did it. Oh, Stolas is good. now there. He's there. Also, the funny drawing is there too. <gasps> oh, and it's really funny. <laughs> and oh my gosh. More than one. Oh, that's so cute. Stop. Okay. So we've prepared <laughs> we've so prepared funny. the ambiance. We've set the mood. We've set the mood for the evocation. And now we're gonna evoke. So simple evocation. Number one, make sure you have the things listed above and then relax and find a time and place where you will not be interrupted. It is best to begin after okay. the sun has set. Number two, face south. Stand up or sit down, but you may feel safer and less vulnerable if you stand up. Visualize the room growing a bit darker, ready for the magic to begin. Number three, reach out your right arm towards where you want the spirit to appear. Number four, call okay. three times spirit's name. So Stolas, come appear before me. Stolas, come appear before me. Stolas, come appear before me. Do this in the language that feels most natural to you. Number five. Next, start to repeat the end of the spirit you are calling. Number six. It is helpful to rock backwards and forwards as you repeat. <laughs> Number oh, seven. Okay. After doing this for a short time, look down at his sigil and keep looking at this while you repeat his end. Number eight. Then you will feel ready. Look up in front of you. Number nine visualize a man standing in front of you. He is wearing a cloak like this and he has horns and it's just an image of a creepy man in a cloak with horns. Okay. Well, I thought he was a cute owl. I know. I'm like, uh, all demons don't look the same. Okay. I think that that's a, a generalization. I would picture Stolas. Yeah. There is no need to visualize many details. Keep it simple. Number 10, keep repeating the end and call again. Stolas, come appear before me three more times. Number 11, keep visualizing the spirit standing in front of you. Okay, I get it. Number 12, watch whether it seems to move. Even though you're visualizing it, you might see eyes flash or it might move or make a gesture. You might hear sounds or words in your mind. Write down anything that you see, hear, or feel. Number 13, speak your request to the spirit three times. Speak out loud or inside your thoughts. Speak confidently and politely like talking to a respected businessman you want to go into <laughs> business with. <laughs> okay all right all right tell the spirit not to harm anyone unless you've called them to curse someone it is better to say this first otherwise you might feel worried later number 14 watch again to see whether it moves or whether you see any symbols or flashes or lights or anything else write it all down number 15 when you feel the time is right and you have stated your wish and been heard raise your right hand once more towards the spirit Number 16, say, I thank you, Stolas. Now depart in peace three times. Number 17, clap your hands once and bow your head. 
Number 18, when you look back up, visualize the spirit's shape turning away and walking away or going through a door to leave you. Number 19, clap again and visualize all the energy clearing the room and becoming lighter. Number 20, blow out any candles and go do something very normal, such as washing clothes or making food or going for a walk. Number 21, if the room you did this in feels weird afterwards, hold out your right hand, palm up and visualize a ball of light in your palm. 22, visualize that ball of light exploding <laughs> outwards in beautiful white light and clearing all the shadows. Number 23, if you have any questions, post it on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Also, you can keep the spirit sigil inside your notebook or you can dispose of it. To dispose of it, hold it in your left hand and point two fingers of your right hand at the sigil. Pew, so pew. Like, yeah, like a gun. Uh, move them three times in a circle over the sigil counterclockwise. Say, I release the presence of spirit's name. You can say it out louder in your thoughts. Burn the sigil after doing it. Okay. So, uh, and sure. also special notes, don't offer your blood. Uh, don't have sex with it. Ah! Um, don't make a pact. And yeah, just don't make a pact at all. And don't have sex with it. Okay. That's good advice. I, uh, someone in chat said that this should be drawn as a wiki how, and I agree. Yeah, it should. It has some graphics, but they're not that exciting. Um, so that's uh, just so please feel free to reference this later at your convenience and use it to summon a demon. I think that it is totally yeah. legit. It's from forum.becomealivinggod.com. Okay. Yeah. That sure. is uh, that is what I brought to the table today. Please go. Your homework is to summon a demon. <laughs> Yeah, but don't have sex with them and don't, don't. Uh, give them your blood. But, like, you guys can hang out. You can go get coffee. You can, like, go hang out. Like, you know, go places, go shopping, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have some fun. Maybe. Or you could curse someone, it sounded like. That was fair game. Like, you could yeah. ask them to curse someone. Yeah. No smooching, I no don't smooching. think, either. Don't, cut, don't. They're not for romance. It's yeah. not romance. Yeah, no, that's for Bigfoot. If you summon Bigfoot, then all bets are off. All bets are off. <laughs> you can have have a time. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. No sick people, no kids, no old people. No. All right. You never know. It did not clarify what would happen to them. Yeah. I'm assuming possession, but they didn't clarify. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, yeah, you could play D&D &D with them. Yeah. I would recommend not touching them based on the advice no. I saw. Don't touch them. No. So no, no touchy, no touchy. Uh, yeah, you can probably take pictures for the demons only fans. Yeah. yeah, you can make an only fans. I mean, maybe they'd be into it because you could give them like part of the money and summon them routinely for their only fans. Yeah. The, however, this monetarily works out for you. That's fine. I just don't think that they can uh, that, you know, don't be more than friends. <laughs> no, none of that. Don't get don't no freaking hanky panky. No, none of that. So, none of that. You're welcome. None of that. This is what we we know we now know. Yeehaw priest. Yeah. How to summon a demon. Yep. Yep. You know who to go to if it goes wrong. It's true. It's true. Well, should we uh do a story? Should we do a story time? Yeah, do you want to do one? We got one. We got one! Yeah, I guess we'll do one. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing. Are these fact? fiction or somewhere in between. Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. 
Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Now we have a few, but I have a really long one, so okay. I figured let's we'll just do, this do yeah. one. I thought I thought they were skimping out on stories for yeah, us. We I have a few, were. so okay, if you okay. have any, please send them to Spooky yeah. Send Saturday us your stories. stories. We we have a few, but this is a long one, so I'm just I think we could just do one today. Okay, ready? Yes, I'm sending the email in the chat, which is spookysaturdaystories at gmail.com. Please send us your stories. And it's very topical because this one is called Demonic Visitor. Ooh. Okay, you ready? This one comes from Spooky Scout Lotus Priest. Hello, Spooky Scouts. I wrote in once before when the podcast first started and shared a couple of experiences with my mother and I that my mother and I had with ghosts. Where the office building she worked nights at as a cleaning lady that used to be Orlando's first funeral parlor was pretty haunted. And the time a spirit followed us home from visiting another haunted building after we went looking for ghosts. I never wrote in with a third and final experience my mom and I had together because, well, it's hard to explain and honestly scared me a bit. Anyways, after the spirit followed us home from visiting a locally known haunted house, my mom swore off looking into the paranormal with me. Being a 16-year-old teenager, this put me in a bind since I couldn't really travel to haunted sites or go out at night alone. Being young and dumb, I figured if I couldn't go to paranormal places, I had to bring the paranormal to me. Having read Forbidden Rites, a necromancer's manual of the 15th century by Richard Kiekeffer, I had a crazy idea. I love that book. (laughs) Yeah, I had a crazy idea of what I could do to summon something to my house. I started staying up late, so when midnight hit, I could call out to the various demons mentioned in the book, basically inviting something, anything to show up and haunt my house. I wasn't really worried about the consequences of inviting random spirits into my life because I was raised Buddhist, and at least in the sect I belong to, demons aren't really a thing. Besides, there are tons of Buddhist stories of a Buddha meeting a demon, then turning the demon into a protector of sorts. You know those stone dogs outside of Buddhist temples and Chinese restaurants? They're representations of demons who swore to some Buddha they'd offer protection. Again, being young and dumb, I figured I could totally control whatever shows up, and best case scenario, I get a demon protector. This went on for a couple of weeks, until in true kid fashion I got bored and forgot about the whole thing. Well, it all came crashing back to me one afternoon when I was sitting in the living room watching TV. It was just my mom and I in the house, and my mom was sleeping in her bedroom. Suddenly I hear boom, 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 as something pounds super hard on our front door, with the doorbell going ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Oh no. Immediately after, this repeated two more times in quick succession. 666, the number of the beast. As soon as I heard the first knock, my blood ran cold. The front door opened into our living room, so I was right next to the door but couldn't move. I could feel anger and hatred radiating from the other side of the closed door. It terrified me. My mom came out of her room and I frantically yelled at her, Don't open that door! My mom looked at me weirdly, but when she looked through the peephole, there was no one there. Here's the thing. To knock on our door, you have to open this heavy screen door. This being Florida, where it's always humid, everything metal rusts. Opening the screen door made enough noise that you could always tell when someone was about to knock. I never heard that screen door open or close, so I couldn't have been someone playing around. Something was able to forcefully pound on our front door without opening the screen door. Plus, our front yard is fenced in, and my hearing was good enough I could always hear someone opening and closing that gate. Yet that day, I didn't hear anyone enter or leave our yard, and again, my mom didn't see anyone at the door or walking out of our yard. 
Ever since that day, I've had a lot more respect for the paranormal and don't really seek it out anymore. Whatever was on the side of that door was no way it was friendly. I don't even want to think about what would have happened if I opened the door that day. No! Also, Stolas's dumb face is still looking at me. Oh, <laughs> I love beep. Him. He's so cute. Beep. Beep. Um. All right. Well. Hmm. I feel like this one might be a faction. Ooh. I feel like an in between because I feel like maybe they summoned or they tried to do something, but nothing happened, or there was someone behind the door that they knew. That's my feeling. Ooh. Well, I'm here to tell you that this story is 100% fact. No! No, that's terrible! 100% Who's true. Who's it from? This came from Spooky Scout Lotus Priest. Lotus Priest. Uh, you need to, like, I don't know. You, you need to leave out some Taco Paco for the demons. You gotta get that Yeehaw Priest. Yeah. <laughs> get him. You gotta get that. Get him in your life. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to go get that yeehaw priest to get them out and get them some taco baco. Some taco baco. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, that's great. Good story. And good if one. anyone tries to summon demons and weird things happen, please send your stories to yeah, spooky spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com. And let us know if they're fact or fiction. We yeah. gave you the instructions. Go have fun. Write about it. It'll be great. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, and we also uh, convinced Bella Pyrelite to get bangs again. Good oh, job. Good. Bang supremacy. I have a giant forehead, so I have <laughs> I to. Do look at this. I do too. No one wants to. Yeah, I mean, look, I do. Look, where there's like two big foreheads. Yeah, I look like a balding man. I like, do too. So. But it's a look. It's a look. It's a look. It's a look, so. Anyway, I also like my safety blanket mm-hmm. of bangs. Thank yeah. you. Agreed. Anyway, scholarly. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was an interesting discussion. I, I feel like you and I both got a decent amount of research that we didn't expect to get. Like, I didn't expect to find such interesting characters, like, uh, as Casper Grelling in chat called that guy Father Buckshot. Father which Buckshot! Think, <gasps> which I feel like is just now a character. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Father, Bu- Father Buckshot. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't expect to find a, a 23 steps on how to summon a demon. It was certainly long, and now we yeah. know. Yeah. No, it's great. So, anyway, thank you all for showing up for our yet another eclectic episode of Spooky Scouts. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you. We have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash spooky scouts. Uh, we also have a Discord if you want to join us in the Discord uh, and chat about spooky things. It's a lovely little community. I know I don't stop in there that much, but Kayla's in there. And uh, everyone is just so sweet and is has excellent chatting times. So if you want to join and meet some Spooky Scout friends, tell them about how summoning, de- summoning your demons went. Go into the Discord. Yeah, boys. Yeah, I just dropped yeah. the Discord link into the chat. But if you're listening and you want to get to the Discord, if you go to SpookyScouts.com, there is a link to the Discord up there at the top that'll invite you. Yes. Um, and then the week after that, I will be at PAX East. So if you'll be at PAX East, I'll be on stage for the Acquisitions Inc. game. Yay! And uh, I will also be there with uh, We Crowing Hens stuff. So I will have the mugs that Kayla and I worked on with the crows on them. I'll have a bunch of other things. And we'll also have these Strix bandanas, which I just got in. That came out so cool. I don't know if you can see it, but it came out really cool. 
You can also use them for an altar cloth for summoning demons, but who knows if it'll work or not. You know, I'm sure the strict symbols will cause too much chaos. <laughs> might be cool, I though. Know. I think that's... It would be cool. Hmm, that's a thought. I don't know. Um, I mean, she doesn't know how to do that either, so just... <laughs> she can <laughs> use learn. Use it for D&D. Yeah, you can use it as a play mat for d and I don't know. But anyway, I'll have those at PAX along with some mugs. And if you find me there, get them fast because I have to stuff everything in a suitcase. So buy them so she doesn't have to take them back. <laughs> so I don't have to take them back. Yeah. Stolas would love Strix, maybe. I don't know. Devils. Stolas is a devil. I mean, Stolas is a demon. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe he's chill. I don't know. I think he's chill. He likes stars. He could be. Um, oh, he, he does. And yeah, Dice May, they will be, if they don't sell it at PAX, then they will be, which I don't anticipate them doing, they will be on the store after PAX. But yes. All right. And enjoy your lovely Thursday, and we will see you next week, Spooky Scouts. Be careful. Like, seriously, like, though, don't tell the demons to do bad things. Like, just get coffee with them. Don't or something. have sex like, with yeah, them. We're not telling you to do those things. We're not, yeah, just only friendly activities, okay? Friends only. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not more than friends. Okay, bye! Bye! (laughs) Bye! Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to Patreon.com slash Spooky Scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on Twitch.tv slash WeCrowingHens. See you next time, Scouts, and remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know.